0: Welcome to the One Meal, One Workout Podcast, your new approach to food and fitness. Brought to you by Element Opie Productions, elementopie.com. And now, here are your hosts,
1: Aaron Butler, Don Sullivan, and Mark Cockwell. Hey, everybody. Welcome to One Meal and Workout, episode number 78, The Aftermath. That's what I'm going to call this one. That's, uh, that's, that's the title I just made up on the spot. Um, it's been a little over a week since I attempted. The Georgia Marathon, you heard the word attempt in there if you haven't kept up with the news. Uh, if you don't watch CNN, uh, then you probably don't know that how, how successful my attempt was or was not. But that's what we're going to talk about tonight. And with me to in, uh, in, in, in join, joining that discussion are Mark Crockland and Don Sullivan, my normal co-hosts. Say hello, gentlemen.
0: Hello, gentlemen. Hello, gentlemen.
1: And a surprise special guest all the way from Beantown. Mr. Roger Wright has joined us again. Hey, Roger.
2: Hey, how are you, Aaron?
1: Thanks
2: for having me back.
1: We're happy to have you. So, quick recap. First, back up, stop, recap, pause, warm up. Hey, how's it going, guys? (laughs) Good, thanks. I call the plays on this. I just call the plays right out loud. Yeah. I don't do any hand gestures or anything like that. We just we just call it what it is. You yeah, the defense mark? can read you like like easy, but, but it doesn't matter because we're a juggernaut that cannot be stopped. Exactly right. They anyway, know what's uh, coming and it doesn't matter. Exactly. You're doing all right, Mark. You having a good week? Did you make it home okay today?
0: Um, well, I, I mean, I made it home uh, literally minutes before we went on the air. Uh, there was uh, an accident on the in the interstate. I'm happy that I wasn't on the accident, in the accident, but it did shut down three out of four lanes, so that was bad. Yeah,
1: I was I was there also. I I left a little bit before you, and it took me uh, an hour and forty five minutes to get home for a fifty minute drive. Yeah, so one of those fun days in Atlanta. Don, how about you? How's the traffic down in uh, South Georgia? It's smooth and easy. <laughs> you just hopped on a tractor the every and and he got over. About it. <laughs> Yeah, I,
0: I miss my old commute. It was 20 miles uh, and it took me 20 minutes. I could just, you know, the only thing I'd run out, have to worry about is the occasional farmer on a tractor. Yeah, there's a train track between me and my work. That's my only major concern. I actually counted it one time. There are two stops and three left turns in my old commute.
1: That was it. that getting out of your neighborhood now. Exactly. No, I've been everyone
2: beat. My commute's 110, uh, 110 steps. That's it, from upstairs <laughs> to downstairs. But to you run it 15 miles.
0: times a day. So, you know, that makes all the difference, right? Yeah,
2: that's true.
1: <laughs> so, uh, you know, the, the topic of discussion tonight is the, is the marathon, the marathon. So I'm just going to give a quick recap. Uh, back in, I think it was we decided March, wasn't it, or May? One of the M months. Uh, we had roger on the on the show here to talk about his personal life transformation and um and uh the the changes he had made in his life and so you know what, roger we've got you here we've got the real deal straight from the horse's mouth give us the 30 second recap of 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 what happened in your life back in 2009 or what year was it
2: 2008
1: yeah 2008 okay hey, 30, give us a 30 recap. seconds
2: right here we go let's no, um, we'll, we'll no, do it. uh, like
1: a New York minute. We'll do a Roger <laughs> Wright thirty seconds. It'll be
2: okay. <laughs> Cut me off. Uh, <laughs> uh, simply, I was uh, about three hundred pounds for the last ten years of my life. I decided in May of two thousand eight uh, to run the Boston Marathon and lose weight. Even though I couldn't run, I uh, I decided to run the Boston Marathon. Ended up uh, raising money for cystic fibrosis. My little niece has CF. And in 10 months, ended up uh, running the Boston Marathon nonstop and, um, and lost 113 pounds and raised um, almost $11,000 for cystic fibrosis. So, it was a win-win-win situation. That's now, awesome. now, let
0: me ask you just really quickly. When you say you ran the Boston Marathon, did you mean you ran and walked the marathon or you ran the Boston? No, I ran marathon?
2: it. I never walked one step.
0: That's phenomenal. And when I
2: first started, I thought that I would be able to run uh i was I really never thought I'd be able to- i honestly, I told my wife I said I will run, walk, and crawl and and hopefully trying to get under seven hours or even six six hours was my goal and I ended up doing at four forty five but I had a pulled calf two weeks before the the marathon, and I was told not to run, but i said oh, i it's not an option so so I ended up Another running that
1: I know that feeling, Roger.
2: Oh yeah, that's right. having the
1: Oops, having sorry, the thing and people saying that. you probably shouldn't run it, and it's ah, <laughs> a little pain between friends. And so so uh, since then, Roger the so Roger was on the show. He t- he shared his story, and I said, and and he and I said, well, is that you know, at the time I said, was well, that the only marathon you've run, or you, have you continued to run since then? He's got a video on YouTube. Um, and we'll, I'm sure we'll put the link in the show notes, so you can go to that video and, and watch it again. It's very inspiring. Has a great song on it. And uh, he said, well, since then, you know, then my, my nephew called me and said, hey, come to Arizona and run a race with me. And my cousin called me and said, hey, come run this race with me. And, and I don't remember how many you'd run at the time. Uh, but, by the, but by the time we got through talking about it, I said, well, have you ever run the Georgia marathon? It's coming up uh, this, this, uh, this March. I guess it was May. It just happens what it was. So It just happened a month or two ago. And, he, and Roger said, no, I haven't. But if you'll run it with me, I'll come down there and run it. And I said, OK. And I sent my wife an email right then and said, honey, I'm running a marathon uh, just want to let you know and went downstairs and registered for it that night. And, and, uh, and there you go. So Roger came down on Friday, the 15th of March, because the race was on the 17th and actually he and I and, uh, his wife and my wife met for dinner that night and, uh, got to visit and talk first time. I'd actually, first time I've actually had an opportunity to meet somebody I met through the podcast face to face. After the podcast, then it was, where the first meeting was um, after the podcast. I've actually had, i met somebody to do the podcast before. They've come here to my house and recorded the podcast with me. I've met somebody just briefly beforehand, didn't really get to know them, and then did the podcast and then have become friends with them afterwards. But this is the first time where I actually had the guest on the show and then had an opportunity to meet him face to face and shake his hand and uh, enjoyed a great dinner, had some pizza, uh, which is rog- Roger's favorite. Pre-race carb load. Car I've been carb loading for the last four months. It's worked great. <laughs> and uh so anyway, we so then Sunday came around. uh We we both ran the race, and um I'm going to give kind of my blow by blow, and Roger can jump in wherever he wants. But uh I thought I'd just let Roger kind of share his experience, and and I, I've got Roger. Just I'm being real honest. I was Roger with I was honest with Roger before the show. I'm I'm going to be honest to all the listeners and people in the chat room, and. And the the people who download this podcast, he's one hundred percent here to be my wingman tonight. I'm, it's one hundred percent selfish, because uh, I knew it was going to be a hilly course and it was going to be a tough course. And I, I wish I could wish I'd recorded the conversation that Roger and I had on the phone as I was driving home from the race that night. But uh, so, Roger, this was your twenty third marathon, right?
2: Correct. yeah. In uh, less than so, four years.
1: Less than four years. So so, give me your impression of the Georgia Publix Marathon and the course as it is currently
2: it was torture it was uh it honestly if i tell people if if um on a scale of one to ten boston is a lot of people believe that boston is a very hilly uh marathon especially with heartbreak hill and there's a number of other hills uh that's if boston on a scale of one to ten boston would be about a four and atlanta would be uh ten that's as far as marathons that I've run. There's obviously more hilly marathons, but yeah, right. uh, Atlanta was the hardest, the hilliest marathon I have run to date. You
1: know that and makes there's me feel pretty really big. Good. Marathons in there. Yeah, you've you've run quite a few. Get, just throw some of the names of the ones out there you've run before, Roger, just for the audience to hear.
2: Um, New York, I mean, Boston, Chicago, Berlin, London, Arizona um you mean the arizona Annets. one
0: wasn't hilly that's shocking to me <laughs> which one pretty hilly
2: <laughs> berlin
1: no arizona. arizona
2: oh arizona yeah no that was a nice uh flat uh that was a nice flat marathon
1: so how, uh, how many how many you've done the boston more than once now haven't you
2: i've done boston three times All right and i'm desperately trying to get a number for it's coming up three just a little bit less than three weeks now and it, i um I always have runner's regret where I, I thought, okay, I, I won't, it won't bother me missing Boston, but the Boston Marathon course is literally two miles from my house. And so, um, I always train on it and I'd love to run it again. So if anyone out there has, um, a connection for getting me a number, um, well, worst, worst comes
1: to worst, you just print one off, Roger. Yeah. Sneak in the race about half a mile down the course. Yeah. <laughs> no, will Boston time, but they at at you get They do allow bandits.
2: They don't like bandits, but they actually do let them run. You right. just have That's to not get a medal, and I wouldn't want a medal. But I have a thing about running as a bandit in a marathon. Yeah. I don't think it's right.
1: I, I was joking. I actually yeah. I, I put on a few 5Ks, and I had a bandit show up at one of my 5Ks. And after he got oh. done, because he, he actually <laughs> finished second in the race. Oh, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, he said, you know, I just, I'm training for such and such. He was a young guy, like a college student. And he said, I, I just can't afford to pay. I can't, I can't afford to, you know, pay entry fees every week or every other week. And I said, dude, if you just told me, I would have paid your entry fee myself. You know, it's a, it's a fundraiser. <laughs> I don't yeah, mind. Yeah. It's like, really? Yeah. I was like, you might try that sometime. Just yeah. tell the person that's running the race that you're a college student and you're, you're training. you know, and tell them the truth and you, you never know. People might be able to help you out there. And so. Uh, but yeah, it was it was kind of funny, because he, uh, he he when I came up to him afterwards, because he he didn't have a shirt on, I knew he hadn't paid. It wasn't a big race; it was obvious, and he didn't have a number anyone. And I I knew he thought I was going to chastise him vehemently <laughs> about it. And I was like, dude, you should have just told me. He's like, oh, okay, <laughs> kind of funny. I didn't know, you know they were going to be
2: in every race that you put on from now on, right?
1: Right, right. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't realize, I didn't know they were called band. That's that's good lingo to learn. Oh yeah. Yeah, so the the race was tough. Now you'd still finish it in in you know what would be for any person, uh, other than maybe a, you know an Olympic marathon or a very very respectable time. What was it four and a half and some change, something like that?
2: Four thirty one. Yeah, that's
1: that's um, still yeah. I was trying to impressive. go. I was
2: actually I like numbers, so um, I was when I got four when I got about at four twenty, I said, and I knew it was about ten minutes away. I said, I know, I'll try to go for four hours, thirty two minutes, and ten seconds and um and then you know i was just so tired and i looked at my watch and it said uh 431 and i i said there's no way i'm just going to hang around here at the finish line and then jump over to the thing and uh so i just i was just so tired and so miserable i just said forget about getting a special time i couldn't even wait around for a minute to to get that 43210
1: where they're like, "Why is that? Why is that strange man jogging in place a hundred yards before the finish line?"
2: <laughs> I, I did that actually um, in Fort Worth. I did the Cowtown Marathon. It was actually an ultra. And um, when I did that one, I actually did stand around the finish line. I was waiting. It was a thirty-one mile race, so I, I did. I wanted to do my birthday, which was five eighteen, and um, and then sixty-one was my the year, and I thought, well. I can't do five eighteen sixty one, but I do five eighteen sixteen. So I was looking at my watch and standing, and the, the announcer goes, "You haven't finished yet! You haven't finished yet!" And I'm just looking. I'm still looking at my watch. I have video of it. It's really funny. And then finally, when it turned five eighteen sixteen, I jumped over the line.
1: That's funny. <laughs> so. That is real funny. Yeah, the uh, the I will say the course is hilly. Let me just let me go ahead and jump right in. I'll give you the the Cliff Notes version. And then Roger, uh, yeah. Mark, Don, if y'all have any questions about. I know Mark's heard the story, uh, Don, uh, Roger's heard part of it. I posted kind of a little brief version on, online, Don may have read that, but um, about week
0: wait, 10. Wait. Of, Aaron, hang on, before we before yeah, we go, go into ahead. that story, I think it's important to to point out that the reason we didn't have a show last week is that the day after you ran your first marathon, you got the stomach flu and were in bed for the next yeah, three true. days. Yeah, yeah, wow.
1: two de- yeah. Sunday was the race. Monday I went to work and actually felt pretty good. My knees were a little sore. And then Monday night, about two o'clock in the morning, I think I actually got food poisoning. I don't know what I ate, but it was, it felt like food poisoning if nothing else. And or a stomach bug, like Mark said. So, so I that's pretty two, well, pretty close to the worst week physically of your life. <laughs> yeah, that's right. yeah. There was that one time I, you know, I, I fell off a hundred foot scaffolding through a, uh, through a, and you know, luckily the giant rosebush, uh, Broke my fall right before I ended up in the vat of alcohol. But other than that, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, this no, it was it was a rough week physically last week because of that. But and it may be I've I've read online that apparently that extreme physical effort, like a marathon or you know ultra marathons, and you know anytime you're you're expending yourself for several hours, that actually can suppress your immune system a little bit. Um so maybe maybe I got a bug that you know my wife and I we ate the same thing and I was just a little little weaker because of my efforts on Sunday but yeah so the the story goes like this on about week 10 of my 16 week training cycle I was out running I was I'd, I'd successfully done 14 miles successfully done 16 miles I was actually at about mile 12 of my second 16 mile run and I suddenly felt my left IT band for lack of a better word, go flare, whatever you want to call it. And I knew exactly what it was because my right one had done that a year and a half before I ended up going to the orthopedic th- surgeon. Cause I thought I'd really damaged something. He said, it's just your IT band. Sent me to physical therapy. I did six weeks of physical therapy, rehabbed it and haven't really had much problems with it since then. Um, but I immediately knew that's what that was. And so I stopped cause there's not much I can do once it really flares up. And Cheryl picked me up from, from where I was. I was actually near a friend's house when it happened. And, um, so the next six weeks uh, was cat and mouse game of trying to continue to train to get ready to run 26 miles, but at the same time not overtrain to the point that my IT band was just going to give out on me. So like the next week I ran nine miles, and then the week after that I ran uh, 14 and a half, and then I ran I only I only made it seven the next week before my my leg just really kind of went crazy on me for that. I think I stepped wrong or something that week. And then about that time, it was time for my regular taper of nine miles and eight miles that my training program had. So I went into the race having run 16 miles and pretty much knowing I felt good. I had the two weeks of rest beforehand, taper beforehand. My knee felt fine. Uh, but basically, I went in knowing that uh, it would be you know pretty miraculous for me to make it 26 miles without my IT band flaring up. And I don't know if anybody out there listening has ever had IT band problems. It's not like a muscle cramp. It's not like a... a a pulled muscle it's not like a sprain it's it, it's it's basically it's like tennis elbow of the knee um if you've ever had tennis elbow they people say it's, it's equally painful it starts off uh, i had a guy describe it to me at the at the race actually um like a toothache in your knee so it's just like deep throbbing pain for a few seconds or minutes however long and then it'll just flare up and once it flares it's almost impossible to put weight on your knee and take it through its range of motion um so anyway I started off the race, Roger, Mark Don, and I felt really good that morning. I was up. I hadn't got a lot of sleep, but I, the beds at the hotel were horrible, by the way, Roger. Don't stay at that hotel. Terrible mattresses. <laughs> That's why I stayed great at the loca- Great location, <laughs> terrible mattress. I mean, literally, my hotel was at the starting line, but it was like a, my son's spring mattress on his bunk bed thing is better. But anyway, uh, so started out, felt good. Uh, I was clipping right along, a nice, steady pace for me. I was, I was shooting for, I would love to have done a 12-minute mile, and I was right at that or a little less uh you know averaging that for my first uh first several miles there i think that was actually what i was averaging right at that when we got to mile six which is the 10k they sent a they sent a little text to tweet out about it and um felt good so but about mile two i felt my knee just a little bit like a little hint of uh, and i was like i'm just going to ignore it i'm going to keep good form and just keep running so i just kept running kept running and mile seven roger you probably i don't know if you experienced this as much or not because i was quite a bit back further in the pack obviously than you were but at mile sevens where the half marathon peeled off and it got real lonely because yeah. um, <laughs> there was eight thousand, eighty five hundred 8,500 half marathoners and like 1,800 marathoners and yeah, so at the, and you all started at the same time so literally three quarters of the people peeled off and took a left seven miles into the race and so it uh, was it was it that way where you were at t roger or was it yeah was well, it was of,
2: probably the- even great it was, it was more like um 80 20 80 percent of the runners went left up there, and it was right after that hill, too Mm -hmm. terrible hill, right where before it splits. Um, and yeah, about 20 percent. So, yeah, but then you all we all cheered and said, Good, now we got rid of the dead weight, let's go on,
1: (laughs) (laughs) right? Well, (laughs) I have lots of words. Lots of people tell me, Aaron, just do the half, you know, that's that's a great success. Do the half, you've never done a half before, but you know, I, I set out to do the full. And I'd already done more than a half in training, so it seemed kind of anticlimactic to do the half. I could have yeah. done it. I, I could have been successful at it, but I wanted to. I wanted to attempt the full. That's what I'd set out to do. And so, yeah. So it, you know, the closest people to me are like fifty foot ahead of me and maybe a hundred foot behind me. I'm all by myself. And uh, and so I ended up falling in with this guy and this girl. First thought they were thought they were married, but then I discovered that they were not married. But they, I guess, they were friends. Like the husband and wife, they were married couples, but not with each other and they were friends, and they I don't know if they worked together, but they were both running uh, for the Leukemia Society, raising money for the Leukemia Society. They were in a team. They had the same shirts on. And they were doing a run-walk, you know, th- run three minutes, walk one minute, and I was able to keep up with them no problem. And we trucked along from mile 7 to about mile 11. And I don't know if you remember mile 11, Roger. Right before 11, you come down a big hill, and then we went underneath an overpass right, and made, yeah. a, made a U-turn and went back up a hill. Yeah. And that, yeah. there's a big mural painted on the wall It says Kirkwood. That's right, a famous yeah, area a of Atlanta. Mural. Yeah. Yeah. So I went the problem with the IT band is for me is going down a hill is where it really will flare up because you have to break going down a hill if it's a steep one. And there were plenty of those. And going down that hill to that overpass, that's my IT band just kind of gave up the ghost. It's just like, ah, I'm done. I'm done. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, ah, uh. Ah. So I I I pulled up and kind of nursed it up the hill. And we went through a college, uh, I don't remember the name of the school right now.
2: Is it Scott? Um, Agnes Scott? Magnus Scott, maybe? Agnes, we went Agnes through three Scott. different
1: colleges. What was yeah, it? I went th- only made it through two of them. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so I, might have missed I might have missed the other one. and just I might have went through it in, in a zombie haze. But, uh, there is actually Agnes.
0: one college in Atlanta for every uh, member of the population. It's the, the, <laughs> the highest per capita uh, number of higher ed institutions in
1: the world. <laughs> That's it's close it's to Agnes. Boston. Boston is a yeah. lot. Agnes Scott, so you actually run through the Agnes Scott campus Agnes so I kind of nursed yeah. it th- nursed it through there up and down a couple more hills and uh, uh, I tried to run, you know I would walk for a little bit and it would kind of relax and I'd try to run and it would just immediately clinch back up on me. and I got to mile about I guess twelve or thirteen and I, I just really gave up in my in my mind it was it was so frustrating to know physically like muscle wise and cardiovascularly and mentally, I wanted to continue, but my literally my leg just would not do it. And so I, I pulled up by a cop there who was standing at one of the water stations. I said, do they, is there, you know, is there anybody to give me a ride? Basically, I know there's a sag wagon, but can there anybody, get, I'm, I'm to the point now I can't run and, uh, and I'm still, you know, eight or whatever that night, 12, 13 miles from the finish line. And he said, well, I can call somebody. And so he called and he came back and said, well, they basically said you just have to wait for the sag wagon. So if, if you're not a marathon uh, person, the sag wagon, they have a, they have a well, at least the Georgia Marathon. You can tell me, Roger, if, if other ones do this too. They have a group of pace runners uh, that have shirts on that say like Back of the Pack or Pace Guru, and they run the minimum speed that's allowed. They're the last people on the oh. course before they start opening the road up. Oh, and, I always uh, wondered about that. Yeah, the, the, I can tell you from the Back of the Pack. There you see, You've never <laughs> seen that because you've never run this slow before. Uh, so these guys run along, and they really watch their watches, and they pace themselves. And when they go by, then – right behind them is the truck to pick up the tables and the extra water and the cone truck. And then behind that is the sag wagon, which is usually a van or a truck. And it picks up at that point. You have two choices. You can either get in the sag, sag wagon or get on the sidewalk because the road's going to be open. You can't run in the road anymore. Yeah. And, uh, so he said, you can wait for the sag wagon. And I looked at my watch and did the calculations. And I was like, well, it's going to be 45 minutes before the sag wagon. gets Here, <laughs> here I'm, in, I'm in pain. I don't want to stand around for 45 minutes. Um, And so I just said, well, I'll just keep walking. nothing else, I'll just keep walking. That'll keep me from getting all stiff. So I just walked, walked for two or three miles uh, at kind of a, like a really slow, like 19, 20 minute mile pace, just walked. Well, here comes the sag wagon. They caught up to me and, uh, and they said, you know, what are you going to do? You got to get on the sidewalk. Very nice people. And I said, I'm going to get on the sidewalk and I'm just going to keep walking. I got a map with me and I'm going to just keep walking and I'm going to finish this thing. I can walk. So I pulled my map out. I don't know if you've seen the course map, any of you guys out there. I think you've seen it, Roger. It's not yeah. very explanatory. No. <laughs> like every other deal. road, every other road is named. Uh, the print's very small, and and uh, the sag wagon got about fifty yards ahead of me, and they were picking up the cones, and I realized I don't even know if I can follow this map.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, next- the course map isn't so much a map as it is a just a general idea, just a, a rough diagram yeah, right. yeah. of yeah. here's yeah. the city of Atlanta, and somewhere in here you will start and stop. Yeah. Well,
1: the, it, it's, you know it's, it's to scale and the major roads are named but a lot of times you'll be going down a major road and then you'll turn right go a quarter mile and turn left and they don't tell you what that road is that you turn left I mean you're going down a major it's, road turn right it's go a quarter Peachtree here it is Peachtree. every time or Piedmont one of the two and right. then you turn left on another major road and that one's labeled but the side road's not labeled quite often and so I was looking at the map kind of stumbling along and I was like and I, I began to think to myself okay this is this is this is the part of the movie where Aaron makes a bad choice. <laughs> I don't have a phone with me. I'm At that point, uh, it was about mile 16. I'm 10 miles from the finish line. I have a math that I can't read. Uh, my wife's waiting for me, doesn't know where, where I'm at and what I'm doing. Um, there won't be any more splits from the timing because that'll be gone by the time I get there. And there's no more water or food, and I don't have any with me. So I've got 10 miles in front of me with a bum leg, with a map I can't read, with no phone to contact anybody, and no water or food. I was like, okay, there's a there's a place where stubbornness and and willful decision that you're going to soldier on and idiocy meet. And that was that moment. And I looked up at the top of the hill and I I was at the top of the hill, I looked down at the bottom of the hill and I said, I can still see the back of the pack. And I've been walking for 3 or 4 miles now. I'm going to see if I can run again. So, I took off jogging down the hill and was very careful, and I was like, "It feels okay." And I actually, met, they were walking and running thir- in thirty-second intervals. The, the back of the pack was, and I was actually able to catch up to them by just running like two or three minutes straight. So I caught up to the back of the pack, and they're like, "Hey, you're back!" And I said, "Yeah, I can't read the map." And they all laughed, and they're like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And so, uh, so we did that I on with- purpose so you would get exactly. in the truck. So I ran and walked with them for another almost five miles. Uh, and this is the funny thing, looking back on it. We had just gone through. I don't know if you remember. There was a place called the Byway, Roger. It, it was right after Druid Hills, and it was some of the hilliest part of the course. It's just up and down, up and down, up and down. Right. Yeah. And, and we had gone through. It's before Piedmont Park, but after Emory University. If you know where this area is in Atlanta, and oh, we doesn't just Peachtree go through there. Yeah, it does. Peachtree no. does, and Piedmont, <laughs> Piedmont West, Piedmont Battle, and Peachtree all cross there. And uh, <laughs> and I had just gone up and down a bunch of those hills, and my knee was really was starting to ache again. And this is the strange thing, guys. This is where I know I don't, I don't think, I really feel like I didn't give up. I don't remember even stopping and getting in the van, that, looking back at it. I can't remember that moment. Basically, he, the, little, the guys watched, beep, time to run again, and I just, I just knew I couldn't. That was it. I was just done. I don't remember I, I, all the time before I'd been weighing, should I stop, should I go, should I, I might really hurt my knee, blah, 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 blah. This was like, all right, guys, time to run, and I just stepped over to the sidewalk. and I was just done. That was it. The sag wagon pulled up and said, you need a ride? And I said, yes, I do. And I got in. I got in my water. It was, according to my watch, it was at 20.47 miles. And uh, and they took me back to the finish line, and I managed to find my wife. And Mark, true to his word, had come all the way from Atlanta to Atlanta to see me. (laughs) All the way from Woodstock to Atlanta to see me uh, run the marathon because he had promised that same time that I promised Roger I would run it with him. Mark had promised that if I ran it, he would come. And I, I I did not cross the finish line. You know they give you the option. You can go get in the line and run across the finish line. But I just felt like that would have oh. been ingenuous if I'd have done that. They offered me a medal. I didn't take the medal because I didn't complete the marathon. They said oh, you can have the half half that. marathon medal. And I was like, no, I don't want the half marathon medal. I didn't do the half marathon. I did the marathon. I ran more than thirteen miles, but I didn't do the half marathon. So, um, and I told Cheryl before I started. I said, you know, at least for the time being, until maybe several years down the road. Uh, and because i would said before i met roger that i was never going to run a marathon it was just too much of a time commitment <clears throat> for me especially as slow as i am because it takes me a long time to go out and train on 20 miles uh so cheryl said she said now nah, you promised me Aaron, if you ran if you made this marathon uh that this was going to be the last one because it was such a time commitment and i said i know but i said but if i don't make it she says i know you're going to run another one yes <laughs> and i said you're exactly right that's exactly what i'm going to do and so um Anyway, so that's the long story of it, short of it. my, the, the spirit was willing, but the flesh was weak. Uh, I soldiered on for 10 miles pretty much after my IT band gave up, but I just could not keep, at that point I couldn't run enough to keep the pace up. And I'm a slow walker too. I'll, I'll admit that my wife walks circles around me. I'm not a 15 minute mile walker. I had people, when I was walking, when my leg was hurt, I had people passing me that were walking, that were walking the marathon. Um, <laughs> just am a slow walker. They're fast. These these people are fast walkers. They're like, chung, 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 you know, long legs. And that's not me. And so, um. I and do but still, you should again. be
2: applied. That's fantastic. And what you said to me on the phone was, that's the longest you've ever run. It was like, you. I thought it was just great the way how you described You said you ran a half marathon and a 10K.
1: Right. I, decided, I thought that you know, was fantastic. By the time I got back to the van, up to the car, I decided I was not going to look at it like failing a marathon. I was going to look at it like I successfully completed a half marathon and a 10K in the same day. Yeah. Back to back. So consecutively. In order. Without a pause. Everyone looked at it. But anyway, that was it. That's how it all ended. And I managed to find Mark and find Cheryl in the in the finish line. Again, Mark, I appreciate you drove all the way from Woodstock to Atlanta. That that's not as far as from Texas, but it is a drive. And and was there for a good ten minutes before I'm like, I'm going, I'm going home now to die. (laughs) Mark, thanks. Thanks for uh, thanks for uh, for making the attempt, Aaron. But uh, I want I do want to give a sincere thanks to all the people that donated. Uh, to the american cancer society and um if you donated you got a t-shirt you sh- if, you, if you haven't gotten your t-shirt yet that's because i know you and i'm just going to give it to you one day because i live near you uh i still got some i need to deliver but all those that i had to mail them i mailed them out don i believe you got yours correct sir yes i did i believe mark got his i believe roger got his i, know I, I sure I, did
0: but thank I think you david very much the for chat-
1: that. you're welcome david in the chat room got his i think uh, Galen in the chat room got hers i don't know who else in there might have got one but uh it really appreciate it. Everybody was very supportive and the shirts look great and um thanks to um Melissa Lowe again that designed the shirt for me for free uh, as a as a gesture of kindness and to just to contribute and play, play a part of it but it was definitely an experience. Definitely an experience. Don, do you have any questions about how to not complete a marathon cuz I can tell you everything you need to know. <laughs>
0: Um, I'm pretty sure that I'm actually, uh, an expert on not
1: completing a marathon, but (laughs) I am the world's
0: foremost expert on never training for a marathon. I can tell you everything there is to know about that. That's right.
1: Well, let me ask Roger, since I got you on the phone here, um, you, you run enough now that you don't quote unquote really even train for a particular race anymore. Do you? Is that correct?
2: Yeah. I'm just, I'm constantly running, um, I'm constantly running because I know I always have a marathon within the next six weeks or so, six to eight weeks. So it's just easier to just keep on running and um, never stop training. So give us um, a give us a, th- give us
1: a give us a couple of like a typical three or four week time period in between races for you. What do you do?
2: Well, I mean, even the day the day after the marathon, I ran. <laughs> stay, this is funny. After after I ran the marathon, uh, the next day I got up and I said, I have this thing. We don't have Krispy Kreme donuts up in um, in Massachusetts. And so I really wanted some Krispy Kreme. And I'd seen that the Krispy Kreme donut shop was a mile and a half. So I said, I told my wife, I said, Mary, I'm going to go get a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts. And so I did. It was really, really hard because my legs, those hills really affected my quads really. Going up hills affects the front part of your thighs, the quads, and uh, but anyways, I said the best. It's kind of like um, hair of the dog, you know, when you I remember from college.
0: Um, (laughs) um, So why, whatever does that mean? (laughs) I don't understand.
1: So just just to clarify, Roger, people make sure they understand. You you didn't fly out until Monday.
2: I didn't fly out to Monday, right? Yep. Right. So
1: you're so you you're saying you don't have Krispy Kreme, then you're going to run to get Krispy Kreme. You were still here in Atlanta. So the day after the race, you were still here. Correct. Right. Yeah. Race was on the Sunday. You spent the night Sunday in Atlanta. Monday, you got up and said, "Hey, I'm I'm here. I'm taking advantage of Krispy Kreme and the fact that I burned seven thousand calories yesterday."
2: Uh, <laughs> that's about right. Yeah. And and so I thought, okay, well, what I'll do is I'll run to Krispy Kreme and then I'll get a taxi and take a taxi back. So I'll do a mile and a half, but I made it, and and really, after like a after like three quarters of a mile, my legs were were fine. I they they didn't hurt, and uh, so I made it the Krispy Kreme, and then I was going to get a half dozen, but then like a dozen (laughs) was a dollar fifty more, and I said, oh, I can share them with them. I can share them with some people at the hotel staying up. So I got a dozen Krispy Kremes. Now the problem is where the Krispy Kreme is. It's not such a great area, I guess. I saw a lot of people in sleeping bags, sleeping out in front of buildings. Um, so I started walking back towards uh, this street called Peachtree. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Um, <laughs> it's a small street. And um, <laughs> yeah, that was a joke. What's and uh, and so as I was... I, fit
1: right in here, I, Roger. What's that? <laughs> you fit right in here.
2: Oh, okay, good. And... Uh, So I'm running up by this church, and I had these dozen Krispy Kreme donuts in the plastic bag, and I'm running with these donuts, and I go (laughs) past this guy laying on the ground, and I thought that he was asleep because it was pretty early in the morning; it was like seven o'clock. And I run by him, he goes, "Donuts!" (laughs) Then I really picked up my pace, and uh, and so just I finally hit Peachtree, and then made a left and headed back. I stayed right on Peachtree. And uh, but the funniest thing was every corner I came to, had a lot of people standing there going to work, and they all just looked at me and laughed because here's a guy that's running, right, uh, carrying a dozen donuts. So
1: you had a dozen donuts in your left hand and a cigar in your right hand, and you were jogging down the <laughs> yeah, road. <right. that's> right. <laughs> you had your uh, <laughs> you had your uh, Camelback on with vodka in it. You know, it was like, <laughs> <laughs> yes,
2: I had it all working, but yeah, leaving so a
1: trail of empty
0: wine, to wine to bottles you. in your wake.
2: At that point, I said I'm too cheap to get a cab for a mile home because I did see a cab, and I said, "No, I'll right. just hook it. It's only another mile." So, right. Uh, and then I got to I got to the the hotel, and um, people were there, and uh, they got the door, the doorman, and everything. And so I started giving donuts out, and they took a picture of me holding my Krispy Kreme donuts. So that's funny. So then I ate some of them and brought some back home with me. That's a lie. <laughs> I, you know. If
0: you've never had a Krispy Kreme, <laughs> a Krispy it is Kreme. worth traveling across the country for a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts. It They're is that worth.
2: Good. Honestly, it's. I love Krispy Kreme donuts. They they had one here, and I I um I tell people. I even told this. I spoke once, ironically, at a Krispy Kreme convention, and I said to them, uh, <laughs> the they had one like a, a ten, the next town over and they closed and they said the reason they closed is because i stopped visiting them and they <laughs> one guy said so, oh so you're that guy okay. uh, so they were kind of mad at me but i did love i love crispy cream donuts
1: you single-handedly kept it open for a while huh? a you're long
2: funny. time i kept them in business yeah they were showing record profits
1: <laughs> they got spoiled so back with to, me. Business. Back to the original question, because uh, I really am curious, Roger. So, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. How many, how many while, miles a week do you typically run? I mean, how many and how many days a week do you typically run?
2: Oh, I'll run typically between 30 and 50 miles a week. Um, I ran 14 on Sunday. And, uh, but I'll run uh, this week. I'll do about 35 miles. And then oh. I also do spin. With bikes, you know, I do spin three times a week, and I do yoga once a week, and I do weights and ab work uh, three days a week.
1: So when you do the running, how many how many runs do you break that? In? When you say you're going to do 35 miles this week, is that five seven? Oh, that's every runs? day.
2: Different. Uh, today was Wednesday. I just did three miles and did spin and weights, and that's typical from Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Now Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'll do um, anywhere from five to 13. And then on Saturday, I usually do five to seven, and then on Sundays my long run where I'll do um, anywhere from four. To, I'll probably do somewhere around eighteen to twenty um, this Sunday because I have another marathon in Cincinnati, Ohio in uh, in May.
1: But I think so, one of you your
2: uh, the people on your uh, the Facebook thing, she's from Cincinnati, so uh, I try to convince. I try. I I believe that someone on that is a big fan of your show is uh in cincinnati so it'd be nice to meet her i don't remember her name but
1: oh cool yeah, yeah. I, I don't know off the top of my head who that is but uh i'll i'll do some probing and see who find who out
2: is. and if they contact me i'd love to meet them up and have some pizza or crispy creams with them
1: <laughs> <laughs> so if you're listening if you're listening to the one we'll work out podcast today and you live in cincinnati ohio uh roger's going to be there in 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 May to run the marathon, and he would love to have some Krispy Kreme donuts with you and trade. Yeah, that's right. Marathon stories.
0: Roger, what is your roughly speaking? What is your height and weight?
2: I'm I'm short. I'm five foot six, and uh, right now about one seventy five.
0: So the the moral of the story is, if you want to be five foot six and weigh one hundred and seventy five pounds and eat pizza and donuts, you only have to run fifty miles a week.
2: Yeah, that's exact. It's that easy, really.
1: And you're 51, is that right, Roger?
2: I'm 51, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, uh yeah, that, that's, but yeah, that's, I pretty much
2: a, can, <clears throat> I can eat anything I want. Um, uh, but right now I'm kind of, uh, I'm on a, almost a vegetarian diet just because I want to, I want to get down to, um, about 165 or so for the Cincinnati Marathon. And
0: there's no and meat there. in Krispy Kreme, so that works. You can do that. There you go. No, they yeah. closed
2: because of me. Yeah. So yeah, they,
0: uh, I have a friend, another friend who runs marathons, and he says the only reason I run is so I can eat whatever I want. It's true. I just I a eat lot of people want, honestly
1: believe that. Yeah, yeah. Well, the uh, I, my goal I for the I, next marathon is to be losing. about fifty pounds lighter than I am right now. And I think that'll help my IT band, especially.
2: It would probably, <clears throat> um, but yeah, I, I look at. Um, it was either go back on a diet, which I can't stand, or just run. So I chose the the latter.
1: <laughs> well, it helps you have a, you have a a job that you work from home and it's fairly flexible, so it's not it, it's you can kind of squeeze your runs in when you want. That and I can. That's good. Yeah. Yes. That's great. Yeah. For you.
2: Yesterday I went. I had to go. I'm putting a race on here in the town, and and rather than drive down to the town, I just ran. It was two and a half miles there and two and a half back, and I just ran down there at noon. Um to take care of getting the permits and everything and then ran back so yeah right. it I do have a it I do have a lot of flexibility, but that said, I think that I don't want people to have an excuse for no. why they can't train for a marathon because I think where there's a will there is a way
1: right well, i mean like for me for example i have a i have a eight to five or a seven to four or however you wanna work it, and yeah, uh, you know a decent commute twenty thirty minutes forty minutes and uh a six-year-old and a wife right and um and a and a and a podcast and uh, i managed to get in you, <clears throat> excuse me in my workouts and a lot of times by saturday afternoon run or early sunday morning run or just whatever it took to get my long run in, runs in on the weekend just to do whatever you had to do
2: that's exactly right yeah you you're perfect point right there that so i think anyone i hate hearing people say well or they'll say well you work out of your house cuz i mean that is true, but I think where there's a will, there's a way. You give up yeah. an hour of TV a night to instead go to the club or get in a treadmill or run outside.
1: Yeah, it, it really does come down to you just have to want to do it. Because I know yeah. there's times that I don't want to do it that I don't do it. Uh, but you know, I gotta want to do it more than I don't want to do it to do it. If that makes sense. Yeah. that'd be a great that's a great Nike slogan. It just doesn't go on the T-shirt as well. <laughs> yeah, you gotta yeah, want to do it more than you don't want to do it so that you can just do it.
2: Right. See, that would only work on
0: their large T-shirts. You couldn't put yeah. that yeah. on a on a medium.
2: Uh-huh. And go around the front to the back, but it's, it's right. it is all about excuses, and I I think that's really it. That you, know, I always had excuses not to work out, and um, and I think people, if they're like me, they found ex- they'll find excuses why not to work out.
1: It's easy. It really is. Yeah, yeah. I find it, I've been finding excuses for the last three. I've been using the marathon as an excuse for the last two months to not clean my yard. I need to I need to rake the leaves and pick up the sticks, and I'm like, honey, I just ran 16 miles. I don't want to go out and you know blow leaves now for two hours. I want to spend some time with you.
2: <laughs> Perfect.
1: <laughs> and now my excuses are all over, but that's okay. Yeah. yeah, I I have purposely taken, uh, I have not run this last couple of weeks because I'm trying to let my IT band have as much time to recover before I go back, and then I'm going to go back on the elliptical first, so there's no impact. And, um, and just try to really rehab it, and I'm going to start doing some, a little bit of strength training with my legs as well to try to strengthen that up because what I'm, what I'm planning on doing, my goal is is to come back injury-free and build myself up so that I'm, I'm, when I get ready to make the attempt again, I'm in a place uh, strength-wise and weight-wise and training-wise that I'm, I'm not going to put myself in that situation where I'm trying. I'm right at the edge of physically being able to even accomplish it due to some kind of injury. So um, that's kind of my plan. <clears throat>
2: Excuse me. So you're going to be injury free in two oh one three?
1: I'm hoping so. <laughs> make it so. Yeah. Uh, I, but I'm probably not going to make the, uh, the 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 Disney marathon, Roger. Oh, right? That's what's my I, next line. Really? I know, uh, well, I'm, well, I was thinking about it, and uh, so it's I've got these options, and I'm just going to put it out there. Maybe you guys can talk me into it. So I can't go to Disney without taking my six year old son. who will be seven at that time, right? Right. So that means I'm gonna spend eight or ten or twelve hours walking around the day before I go run a marathon, which is not probably the smartest thing to do. maybe maybe it's fine if you're a guy that runs fifty miles a week every week and runs a marathon every eight weeks. But for me, that's probably not the smartest thing to do. So that means we need to go and me run the marathon first. Well, that means the day after I run the marathon, I'm gonna to need to go walk around in the park for eight hours. <laughs> so I'm just wondering if that's the if I'm gonna if I'm gonna end up hating Disneyland, because I, I can't go to Disneyland without taking my son, and I and I don't know that I really enjoy it. So and and so I've really been playing around. I know you wouldn't be able to do this one with me, but I've really been playing around with the idea of the Savannah Rock and Roll Marathon. It's a fairly flat course. I've heard uh, that it's a lot of fun. It wasn't really well organized. I heard the first year, but that it's it's gotten better. And you know, there's a band every mile, and it's a lot of a lot of people uh, cheering on, and it's within driving distance. It's four hours away, so I could. You know, it's not, I don't have to take a plane to go to it.
0: See, I like that one because it gives me an excuse to go to Savannah.
1: So go with that one. Hey. There you go. I like
2: that one, too. It, it, was it October, I think,
1: Aaron? Uh, I'll have to double-check it.
2: I and also, just
1: as, as an FYI, uh, I don't know. I think Mark might know, but I'm not sure if, if Don or Orogino. We did successfully get in the lottery for the uh, Peachtree Road Race on July 4th. So oh. we're going to get to do the, the, the 10K on July 4th. Oh,
0: all right,
2: you good.
1: Yeah, the big one that you have to either be a member of the Atlanta Track Club.
2: Oh, that's a what the that's the largest 10K yeah, in the world, yeah, 60, right? Sixty thousand people. Right. Yeah.
1: So you have to either yeah. either be a member of the Atlanta Track Club, be one of the corporate sponsors like work at Home Depot or Coca Cola, or um, sign up for the lottery. And we got in the lottery this year, so Cheryl and I'll be be training for that. That was very excited because my wife is well. She will tell you she's not a runner. She doesn't like to run. Um, she'll do it for exercise, but she doesn't really like it. I'm hoping that as she gets does it more and gets better at it, she'll enjoy it more. But um, I w- I'm happy to say that she came in. I just got out of the shower, and she she saw the email and said, "Aaron, we got in the lottery, and she was actually very excited about it. So uh, that made me, ah, made me made me happy in my heart. The Rock and Roll Marathon is on November 9th.
2: Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, remember it was October, November. Yeah. Um, yeah, November and unfortunately, 9th. I don't think I can make that one because I'm doing Dallas the beginning of December. And then Disney the next month.
1: Well, do you need Orlando, one in
2: November, don't you? Don't you
1: need a November marathon? <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> I've got one in October and one yeah, in. You know, which one? Are, which one got are you doing that, in October? The crazy race uh, in September. I'm doing that five marathons in five states in five days. That sounds so, fun. That'll be kind of, I'll what, be tired from that. I what's think, the
0: longest and, distance you've ever run, Roger?
2: Uh, I did 56 miles once. Or 50, 54, 56.2, 54 miles the,
0: once. It doesn't
1: matter, Roger. It's, <laughs> a,
2: it's a race that they have north of Boston. You run around this lake, and you start running at 7 p.m. at night, and then you run until 7 a.m. You run all through the night. And so I did 56. 54 miles that but i'm going to do 60 this year
1: well if you ever want to do one of those here if you, since you like atlanta and you like krispy kreme they have one at sweetwater creek state park uh and it's a it's a 7 a.m to 7 p.m uh, all day you're running through the woods on a really beautiful trail run It actually takes you like down and around and through the creek and it's really really beautiful is it uh, all those hills no, it's actually not too bad. It's not, it's not as bad as oh, Atlanta. We're not
2: even taking the too bad part. That's, you just ruined it by saying it's not too bad. This there's there's no a couple of hills. In Boston's right all flat because it's around the lake. Yeah. But I'm, I don't know. I, I can't. It'd be hard for me to recommend that for a first marathon for anyone. That is a tough, tough course. I will back you up again on that, Aaron. I should have known Thank when people were running by with T-shirts that said, you want hills, run Atlanta. <laughs> it was, it was, yeah. What was it? I think it was on the, the one of the. I saw a couple of different shirts.
1: Yeah, but they, so they were bragging uh,
2: about the hills.
1: One of my friends was on a marathon uh, uh, relay team that ran through in this area, and their name of their team was Hills for Breakfast because yeah. that's you know that's what you got to do. You got to run in the landing, you got to be willing to eat hills for breakfast. Yeah, sure you got to do around here. Is that tough? You got to spit every once in a while when you're running too. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you that tough?
2: You know? A lot of people don't think everyone I tell up here, when I say Atlanta had the most hills, they say, Atlanta. Yeah. everyone thinks Atlanta for some reason is flat.
1: Well, you know, it's, it's, it's the sister city of Rome and Rome's the city built on seven hills. And that's one of the reasons that it's the sister oh, city. I didn't know that. Oh, I believe that's right. correct. If it's not, nobody will be able to, to to disagree with me before we get off the podcast. So, well, <laughs> right, it's yeah. it's the beginning
0: of the Appalachian Mountain Trail. I mean, it's it that is, is true. the foothill That's yeah, what that's Piedmont means.
1: It means foothills. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we're well, we coming I, up I didn't on the take fo- it
2: seriously enough.
1: Yeah. Well, you still did great.
2: The other thing too is it was um, I was used to training up here in Boston. It was, it's been twenty to thirty degrees for the last three or four months in snowy. So. But I so I was training and then all of a sudden I hit almost seventy degrees there in sunny yeah. and it just um, I think that also zapped me. And
1: yeah, that was a warm day. That's the thing about the peach tree. It's it's on July fourth, mm. um, and so the, we did it two years ago. And I think the day we ran, it was actually it was actually fairly cool for July fourth. Apparently, it was about ninety two. Uh, But you're running on asphalt, you know, and there's not a lot of breeze, a lot of places because you're – this one runs right downtown on – what's that street again? Um, Peachtree? Yes, right down Peachtree. Yeah. Right through downtown Atlanta, right in front of Piedmont Hospital. Uh, It ends at Piedmont Park there where you you went through Piedmont Park. But uh, looking forward to doing that. So I'm looking forward to get back out and and I'm – to really getting my running legs back under me. So uh, it was a great adventure, Roger, and I really do appreciate your inspiration, your encouragement, and your support. And uh, it was great to meet you. We're coming up on an hour. I'm just going to, I could talk about it all night, um, you know, this little mile and that little mile and how I felt here and how I felt there. But uh, suffice it to say, well, it was it was definitely a life experience of a lifetime, and I'm looking forward to trying it again.
2: Hey, as I've told a lot of people, the, the highlight was meeting you and your wife. So I can say uh, the same. it was. It was uh, that was really wonderful, and I uh, and I really appreciate you going to uh, run the marathon there and um, and meeting up with me and everything. So it was a, a pleasure to meet you, Aaron. In and,
0: and Aaron, I just want to say uh, I know that I speak for our entire audience when I say I am incredibly proud of what you did. You failed uh, to meet your goal, but you exceeded uh any reasonable expectation. Uh honestly. You 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 were you were amazing. You were steadfast. And uh it took a physical breakdown to stop you.
1: And I'm very proud of that. Yeah. Couldn't say I it better. That. That's
2: exactly right. You can definitely really hold your head it. very, very high, Aaron.
1: I will do that. Yeah, the uh I was actually a little bit emotional at the end of it. I didn't talk to Mark a lot simply because I was fairly emotional about it. And I and I I thought I might be um but I was more emotional than I thought I was going to be. You know, it was, it was definitely a moment in my life that uh, that I'll I'll, I'll look back at it and and draw strength from. So,
2: yeah, what All doesn't right. kill you makes you stronger, right?
1: That's according to Beyonce or whoever. That is some <laughs> that's guy who said it, <laughs> Kelly Clarkson, I think. So. Oh, that's who it is. Okay, <laughs> I knew somebody. Yeah, yes, that's true man. though. It is. All right, Roger. Well, until the next time, if I don't make it to Disney. And you don't make it to Savannah, I might just have to do a third one. So All we right, well that's great, together. that's
2: fantastic. I've got <laughs> you know understand. what
1: you know what we need to do if if you enjoy the Dallas Marathon, um, yeah. I, One of my really good friends is running the Dallas Marathon in. There's there's a there's, a, there's the Big D, which is coming up uh, in on April twentieth, I believe. And then there's another one in the fall. That's the one it's you're in doing, December.
2: right? It's December, December yeah. tenth, I think this year.
1: So um, maybe if. Uh, if the, if November goes well, uh, Savannah Marathon, and my friend Jim, who's running the one on April 20th, the Big D, be his first marathon. Maybe we can come back together next April for the Big D, and all three of us run it together.
2: Oh, that sounded bad. I don't have a race in um, April for next year.
1: So That'd be. That'd I, I be will great. make Cause then, cause,
2: note of that. And and uh, oh, well, maybe I'll be doing Boston though.
1: We'll see. Uh, we'll that's we'll in figure April. it out. But. But that would be, that'd be kind good of, if, we did, if we did one in if we did one in Texas, I'm just saying I have people there. I have places for my my family to go. It, it's you know it's what's the word I'm looking for. It's uh, it would make it more palatable. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> to the to the other powers that be in my family, if I wanted to do a third marathon after I promised I would stop after after completing one. Uh, <laughs> so you know, go to we can go to Houston, we can go to Austin. Um, San Antonio probably has one. I'm sure Houston has a big one. Yeah, Austin. Austin is a great town to visit, Roger, and San Antonio is a great town to visit. So yeah, either one Austin, of those would be a good. Austin's really place hilly. To visit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just remember That's they true. call
1: it the Hill Country there in Austin. Yeah. The right. city of Austin is not too bad. Uh, you and don't want to get town, out. Home, is uh,
2: was an was a great marathon.
1: That one I think was was pretty much flat, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, pretty close.
1: Yeah, yeah my our friend Kenny, Mark, and I, as mutual friend Kenny, that was his first marathon a few weeks ago. He ran ran a Cowtown marathon there, and it was pretty much flat. So. All right, guys, thank you. I don't really have any, any follow-up, close-out. Thanks in the chat room for the incredible words of encouragement. And um, I guess the same thing I always say, you know, before you go out and try to run a marathon or ultra marathon or run from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m., we here at the One Mill Workout Podcast always recommend that you consult your health care provider.
0: Dang!